0: You're listening to the St. John's and Creek Podcast. This episode presented by Associate Minister Julie Blinko. Hi, my name is Jasmine. I will be doing the Bible reading for today. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. This is the word of the Lord. Do you think it's more fun eating food with people who love food? You know, when you're eating with someone who loves food, they don't just scoff it down, but it's savoured and enjoyed. Oh, Can you taste the difference that the tamarind paste makes? Oh, that fennel seed, it just changes the aroma. Wow, using cane sugar in meringues really makes your mouth feel like it's floating on pillows when you eat it. As you eat with people who love food, you pay more attention to the flavours and the textures than you might if you were just eating by yourself. If it's not food or TV, What is it that you pay attention to? What is it that you notice and talk about? What is it that you worship and let fill your mind? We've had a really long, weary lockdown, and we've had busy, stretched, repetitive weeks for months on end. In this time, what is it that you've paid attention to? Have you been praising and thanking God through it? Psalm 100 is an abrupt, bold psalm designed to shake us up from focusing on self and the day-to-day things and activate and awaken our soul to the things of God, to notice and pay attention and to immerse ourselves in God. It's a pretty rare psalm. We've looked at a lot of psalms over the past two years, and most of them are poetry describing the woes of life and the struggles of life, and yet we turn to God and trust him. But this one's like a bright bouquet of flowers where it's all positive and all about praise and thanksgiving of God. Praise him, thank him, it goes on. And it's not too controversial, right? Because at the moment, having an attitude of gratitude is trending, really. Uh, It's a way to build resilience, to live with a positive mind, to cultivate thanks, to use really good mindfulness. So, what's the difference between praising and thanking God and just living with thanks? Well, it's the same as gratitude, except we're much more powerful because it opens a way to come into God's presence. Here the author is telling us to praise God and give him thanks. He's not condemning us saying, how long have you been worshipping this this day? What are you doing except praising God? No, instead God is asking us to worship him and it's more like an invite. One of my favourite lecturers was a man called Van Shaw and he liked to recognise and say that all humans have a tendency to focus on ourselves. He says that when we choose to put Jesus as our Lord and Saviour, God doesn't come in and dismantle the houses of our own egos. He instead simply invites us into His house, which is so big, with so much sheer beauty, so generous in love that we live in awe of Him instead of focused on ourselves. Living in God's love, receiving and engaging in love, depending on love. Relying on love and being transformed in that love. Praising God and giving him thanks draws us from our own reality into God's. And the benefits of praise and thanksgiving giving are enormous. Let's look afresh at this psalm that's just been read to take a few more things out of it. Verse one, shout for joy to the Lord all the earth, I can't see a way to do this quietly, guys. This means make a noise, make a joyful noise. It's scriptural to make that noise. So for some, if you normally hum, what's the next step in making a joyful noise? Is it to start clicking like never before? If you normally stand and, and whistle, maybe it's to start singing. If you normally stand and sing quietly, maybe it's to shrill a joyful noise. It sounds silly, but there's no way to get around it, that this is making noise to God, all the earth. That's all of us. Verse two, worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. That talks about attitude of heart. Raise your emotions to the task. Worship includes our attention and focus. Like when you're eating a delicious meal, it absorbs your senses, you want to enjoy it. God's inviting us into that. Sometimes when I go on long road trips, I like to put my favourite albums on and just sing my heart out as I'm driving. If we do that to our favourite album, how much more does God deserve our praises and our joy? Verse three, know that the Lord is God. What's that talking about? It's talking about there's lots of different gods, small g, out there. And the God that these guys, the ancient Israelites were worshipping, is not the Dharma wheel of compassion in Buddhism. It's not any other competing God. It's not our own auras or energy fields saying the Lord is God. He is the one we're worshipping. It goes on, he who made us, we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. And when you start saying we are his people, the sheep of his pasture, it starts talking about the character of God. It infers the relationship, how he looks to us, how he walks with us, who he wants to be for us. His character and power become known as we start giving these sorts of praises. Verse 4, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. By naming these things, by naming who he is, we become more aware of him. Our minds, our souls, our spirits Get drawn into who God is. And we are encouraged to praise God and thank Him for the simple reason that the Lord is good and His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues throughout all generations. To live more abundantly and know God more, the way to get there is praise. It's key, it's a perspective changer. Saying thank you to God is the password to his presence. We make ourselves at home talking about God, thanking him, worshipping him. Now, I could spend all day telling you about this gingerbread ice cream that I had last weekend, how like those nice little bits of chips in it and you could eat it and it was just, obviously you could eat it, but the flavour was really good. But really, it'd get a bit dull. The best way for you to experience the gingerbread ice cream, is to try it yourself, right? See what you think. And the same goes for God's way of living. To really make yourself at home with God, to really live the God-embracing life, you need to try it. Try praising him. Try thanking him. Try doing it when you're happy, when you're sad. Try doing it when you feel like it, and especially when you don't. We are doing so today in the Thanksgiving service as a whole church, but I'd encourage you to make this part of your lifestyle as well, part of your spiritual nutrition plan, so to speak. Personally, I chose to follow Jesus about 20 years ago, and seven years into that, he called me into ministry full time. One of the best lessons I've ever learnt, and I'm sure the reason I'm still in full time ministry. Um, after various struggles and challenges and trials, but bouncing back each time, is that I learned to make praise and thanksgiving of God a lifestyle choice. The more I talked about God, how good he was, the more I heard others and deliberately listened to the ones that were giving praise, the more I noticed it myself and saw it in different places. It grew. It's a bit like this. Okay, I've got to wait here. There's a couple of choices you can do with this weight. Pretend this is your favorite burden. What do you love to pick up and worry about? It's like, if I carry it right now, it's all right, you know, it's been, it's, it's all right. But after a while, if I'm walking around with this, my shoulder will begin to sag. My neck might get a bit sore. I might have to shuffle it around. Oh, I'm thinking about it a lot. I start to call my friends and tell them about this burden. I'm giving it a lot of focus, you know? It's like, oh, it's still there. I can't believe it. Maybe eventually my mind begins to get grumpy regularly because of this burden I'm carrying around. Maybe eventually my heart begins to get bitter and jaded and my words become like out of the heart, the mouth speaks So my words begin to change all because I'm carrying this burden around. Well, guess what? We have a choice even when we have burdens. We have a conscious choice at what we give our focus to. Some of you might say, just put it down. It's only eight kilograms after all. And I have that choice. But here's the thing, even when I'm carrying that burden, if I start to give praises to God rather than focusing on this, God helps to lift my spirit. So rather, you know, God, I thank you. I thank you that you are with me. I thank you that you never leave me nor forsake me. I thank you that you know me and you know the burden I'm carrying. God, I just want to thank you for every other time that you've carried me through struggles that I've been facing. I want to thank you, Lord, that you speak to me. And even when I can't hear, I know that you're with me. And the thing is, as you start giving attention to God, it's easier to let it go and give it to him. But don't stop there. We can choose various ways to praise God. It might be through a burden that you're lifting up. It might be like King David, where you need to muster praises up in your heart because you're feeling dry and it's not there automatically. Sometimes when I feel like that, I go to Psalms as my cheat sheet, but really as my source of inspiration, going, God, You give me the words and how to praise you today. Let me use the words that ancients have written in their Hebrew poetry. God, I thank you that your word says I I will rise on wings like eagles. Your spirit will always be with me. Another way to praise God is praise him for what you see him doing in other people's lives. Now, the temptation there might be to get jealous or to start comparing. But here's the trick. God is the same yesterday, today and forever. So if you see him answering prayer in someone else's life, if you see him do a miracle for them, you can be praising him for who he is and letting that miracle or that answered prayer raise your faith in what you're asking of him to do for you. We can praise God as we're walking around. God, thank you for sunshine today. I don't know what else to say, but I kind of like those flowers I'm seeing. Thank you that you're the designer. How cool are you? Keep it real and and do it from your own heart. Like when someone is describing their meal in detail and you begin to notice the flavours more astutely, so too when we hear praise and thanksgiving to God from others, we notice them more ourselves. You can believe for him to do those same things in your life, And our faith rises as we hear. That's why it's important to give thanksgiving, to tell others what God has done, because you're helping them to believe. You're helping them to turn their focus to him as well. Praise and thanksgiving is a password to his presence. Praise and thanksgiving is the pathway to knowing more of him and embracing more of the God life. Praise and thanksgiving has a ripple effect We notice more as we each do it and tell what God is like. So without further ado, let's do it today. Let's give God praises in our worship. Let's thank God with stories of what he's done and who he's like. And I encourage you not just for today on Thanksgiving service, but also make this a habit. Make it a New Year's resolution. Make it something that you want to activate as a daily part of your weekly routine. Let me end in prayer. Dear God, put a new song in our heart of praise to you. We say yes to the invite into your home to be captivated by your sheer beauty. Help us to give thanks often. Help us to give praise regularly. May our lifestyle be one which has made room for your presence every day. Draw our vision upwards towards you and give us your perspective on the things around us. We praise you, for you are good. We thank you for your love endures forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to subscribe to this podcast, you can do so in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Just search for St. John's Diamond Creek.